the free for all roundtable brought to you by lexus avon canada's newest lexus dealer in the maple auto mall near rutherford at highway 400 luxury is closer than you think round one on round one jerry agar is here thanks very much for hosting yesterday's show incidentally yeah do you know that i start your show every morning with a joke i know you told me that but i missed the joke because i i I, yeah but i i dropped in and out of it a few times not not to hover over you or anything i was really interested in the stuff you were doing do, do you not get the concept of a day off uh, yeah, but, you know, I'm, I remain curious, okay. right? Okay, all right. Okay, so Jerry Agar is here. Deb Hutton, former senior advisor to two Ontario premiers. Scott Reed, former advisor to a prime minister and CTV political commentator. All right, so that's the bona fides. Let's dig into the debate. We start with a ruckus meeting last night. York Region Catholic School Board voting against flying the pride flag. Deb Hutton, I'll start with you. Yeah, so my girls are in the Catholic board here in Toronto, and I I chose that board. I'm not Catholic. My husband is. We chose that board because our local school was far and above better than the TDSB. I also have a real issue with, quite frankly, the the political correctness that I've seen over the years at the Toronto District Catholics, or sorry, the Toronto District School Board. So I was happy in the Catholic board. This, if I were in York, would cause me to take my kids out of the Catholic board. It's exactly the opposite of one of the main reasons I chose the Catholic system here in, in Toronto, which is that they are inclusive. And they, they, you know, we have virtue awards every month and they teach the kids some basic, non-religious, in many ways, values. And I don't know what is more fundamental than the value of inclusiveness and, and loving your, your neighbor approach. I, I, I honestly, in York, would take my kid out of the system. This well, is disgusting. Interesting, because I heard from somebody via text today who said, my kids are still going to Catholic schools, but I'm moving my money to the public system. Jerry. Well, how do they do that? Uh, you have to tick a box. Ah, that doesn't make any difference. It's all fungible. The money just all goes to the education system. So, you know, don't be silly. I, I think that in the world that we're in today, uh, in the contentious uh, cancel culture, hate everybody world we're in today, here's the flags that should be flown at schools. The Canadian flag, the Ontario flag, the Toronto flag, or whatever town you happen to be in, and that's it. And then we won't have to have these silly fights. Okay, Scott Reed. increasingly it strikes me that people seem to think that tolerance is about tolerating intolerance. Uh, that's exactly right. And, and that's the point that I would make. Um, you know, I don't have a lot to add uh, to what Deb said, and she said it more powerfully than I will. I, I would just argue that once this question is put, and once this becomes a matter of open debate, you literally have to go to a meeting and have a vote on it. Well, then you're making a proactive decision. And that means that the board last night proactively decided that it would do something to make some people feel less welcome, to invite people less, and to include people less. And I think that's wrong. I think it's just flat out wrong. And it doesn't mean that there can't be a diversity of opinions. doesn't mean there can't be a diversity of uh, lifestyles or whatever have you. But um, if you're going to make a proactive decision to say we want to make some group feel less welcome, then you're on the wrong side of that decision. Meanwhile, in a similar vein, uh, Blue Jays pitcher Anthony Bass endorsing boycotts of Bud Light and Target. And Jerry, I guess, knock yourself out. You can have those opinions. Not a lot of people are going to love you for them. Well, and some people will, uh, as uh, both of those companies found out. I think Anthony Bass um, should have learned the lesson the last time he weighed in on an issue that he should just keep his mouth shut and try to pitch. Uh, and, what was the last and, time? And, uh, I missed that. Oh, because his wife was on a plane, and uh, she and their oh, little right. toddlers and they spread- were making a 
mess. Popcorn all over the uh, plane, and he acted like uh, you know everybody on the plane is their servant and should have cleaned up the popcorn instead of telling her to stop making a mess. And uh, and I roundly criticized him for that. What's disturbing to me about this story is the number of people who want him thrown off the team as a result. You could disagree with him all you want, but the cancel culture thing, that's the only thing I know that I would like to see canceled. Okay, Scott Reed, your thoughts? I'm kind of in the same place. Um, I think the team has a right to decide. I think the team ownership and the team uh, leadership has the right, and even the clubhouse has a right to decide that if this opinion and these opinions are so far offside that they feel it's at at odds with the culture of the team and they're not comfortable with it, that's there. It's 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 their decision to make. Just as fans can say, I'm not for that guy. I'm not going to listen to that guy. And, uh, you know, and I disagree vehemently with that guy. That's where I'm at. Um, I don't think that he should be prohibited from practicing, uh, you know, his uh, his his career. But um, I would say that the team has every right to make a decision and then defend that decision in keeping with its own values. Yeah, Deb Hutton, I'm all for people being able to say whatever they want. But also, if that becomes bad retail for your employer, then they can do what they want. Yeah, so the four of us are in vehement agreement on this issue. The only thing I would add is I listened to you play uh, his interview this morning on the Morning Brief, John, and I thought to myself, what if you are, let's say, a 14, 15-year-old, pick an age boy who is gay, is a big baseball fan, hasn't come out of the closet, and you listen to what he said? How does that make you feel? Like that, I just, I can't fathom what those words would do to a kid in that situation. I think that there's an easy out here for the Blue Jays, and that is that Anthony Bass isn't doing that great. So yeah. they could easily send him to Buffalo, and maybe, you know, for a week or so as a, as a friendly visit, Manoa could go with him uh, and figure <laughs> out how to, how to pitch again. Uh, so that it, it's not like this is happening with one of their superstars. Yeah, and it's funny you mentioned Manoa, because I watched one of his first games this season, and I don't know much about baseball, but even I knew he sucked. Yeah, I, he's supposed to be the ace, and he's, well, now you're taking me down the road I probably shouldn't <laughs> use up your time but he's supposed to be the ace and I love him and I think he will come back but he needs some he needs some practice okay so yeah, Jeff- last year in Boston uh-huh. Manoa grabbed my kid out of the stands chatted with him and then signed his Blue Jays ball glove so I know Manoa's struggling but I'm standing by him he- well I, I like him but isn't that funny, Scott? You're, that closes the loop on this story, doesn't it? Because by him being good at fan outreach, you're a big fan of him, and it doesn't even matter if he's performing. And then when we get to... It matters a little. Yeah, but when we get to Anthony Bass, you know, that's bad retail, so maybe it's coming to an end. Scott could love Manoa pitching for the Bisons. For a couple of weeks. Yeah, we can all go to Buffalo. I think I would. I, I, I agree with Jerry. Okay. Uh, Jugmeet Singh is going to be on our show this morning at 8.20. He is calling for Justin Trudeau to fire the special rapporteur. Uh, Scott Reed, you've been in another prime minister's office. Uh, is this going to have any impact today? You know, I, I don't know if it's going to have much impact today, but it's an awkward thing for the liberals. And I think what it signals is that you know, Jugmeet Singh continues to struggle with being a leader of the opposition, not the leader, though, but a leader of the opposition, and challenging the government at the same time that in this minority parliament and with the CNS agreement, he's propping up the government. And so, you know, he's, he's sort of trying to ride both sides of the fence here. I think this is an effective tactic. I think if you have a vote in the Commons and everyone with the exception of uh, the Liberal Party votes um, votes in favor of Singh's uh, motion, I think that's an awkward, uncomfortable place for the government to be. I think it all flows from, you know, uh, bad issues management on the part of the government and a really, really 
lacking decision on the part of Mr. Johnson, who I have a lot of respect for. But the idea that he would anoint himself to do these hearings, so tone deaf, so unrecognizing the public environment. And in many ways, it's David Johnson who's the author of this um, of, of this motion. Yeah, Deb Hutton, you know, I still think he's an honorable man, but I can't quite wrap my head around why he wants to continue. David Johnston could walk off into the sunset and just leave the report under the prime minister's door. Listen, I, if I were him, I'd be sitting thinking, why did I say yes in the first place? Yeah. Like, this has been a disaster. And and I will just say, broadly speaking, from the minute the globe broke this story, this entire issue has been poorly managed. Scott and I could write a book on how not to do issues management. And every single thing this government has done has been a complete screw up on this issue. I think that'd be a great book. Okay, (laughs) Jerry. Well, that is my analysis also, and I'm waiting for the book. All right. (laughs) Uh, Let's see, where else can we go? Mississauga City Council today, the the motion moved by Bonnie Crombie, Jerry, that uh, we should change the words of the national anthem to our home on native land. Do do we have to have some sort of controversy around the anthem every Thursday or Tuesday or whatever it might be? Uh, be, You know, people decide on their own to just go ahead and sing it differently, and then people want to change the lyrics, for God's sake, people. Mississauga's got other problems, not not the least of which is whether Bonnie Crombie is contending to continue to be their mayor or just take the salary. Deb Hutton, there's a principle in production of TV and radio where you lock something. We're done here. No more changes. Can we not do that for the anthem? God, I wish we could. But aren't we all shocked that it's Bonnie Crombie who moved this motion to get attention? Isn't that shocking? Oh, wait, sorry. Is she running for something else? Okay, but Scott, I'm not convinced it's a universally popular move. So Bonnie Crombie's probably doing some damage. I don't understand it, to be honest. I mean, I, I'd like to know more about what the origin is. Is it, as Deb suggests, well, you know, she's thinking about running for leaders, so she's putting her name out there and causing a controversy and trying to wedge people? I, I, I kind of – is that the highest percentage play? Would that be the best way to to, to generate news and attention for yourself? Like, uh, And I don't even feel that strongly about the issue, frankly, one way or the other. But I just think it's – I'd like to know more about the origin of this decision because if it's a pure political decision – then it's it's kind of a puzzling one from my perspective. Um, some people are insisting that Toronto is heading for what they're calling a city session or an economic downturn. Uh, Jerry Agar, I'll start with you on this one. I think we're in for change. I don't think we're in for and some sort of economic downturn. Well, I don't see the signs that uh, the, the the things that ail us are getting better, turning around. We're talk, you know, I was talking on your show yesterday a little bit uh, about how do you get people to come back downtown? I mean, people just don't want to for a variety of reasons. One is they got comfortable working at home. Many people realize they actually could work at home. Um, and so there's that tension. And then, you know, people are looking at, do I want to deal with traffic? Do I want to deal with uh, getting stabbed on the subway? I mean, there are all of those things. What, what shows that it's going to turn around? Well, Scott Reed, I think, you know, conditions aren't ideal in the downtown, but I also think it's a bit like playing the video game Sim City. You know, we're going to adjust. I just don't see us going into recession. Well, of course we will. I mean, you know, the economy doesn't always grow. Eventually it contracts. So will we end up with a so-called soft landing? I would just say this. I think we're getting a little bit up our own butts. And when we talk about a city session and, a, you know, Toronto downturn or whatever, like the reality of Toronto is this. 
in terms of its size and significance economically across the country. If the economy goes into recession, Toronto goes into recession. If Toronto goes into recession, the country goes into recession. So that's just the reality of it. I don't. There, we're not going to be an isolated economic island uh, unto the country. Yeah, I, I, that would be my analysis also, Deb. Yeah, I agree with Scott. There's there's two things that I find uh, troubling, which aren't changing, to Jerry's point, which is our big employers, and let's say the banks and some of the big, broader financial sectors, are afraid to force their employees back to the office three, four days a week. And that is going to continue to be a problem for the downtown. Think of all the things you spend on when you have to go to the office every single day or most of the time. And those things aren't being uh, purchased. And, and it's a, it's a, you know, it, it's a snowball effect of all of this. The second thing is because of low interest rates for so long, particularly in Toronto, people are overextended when it comes to their housing. And I don't think that's going to change uh, in the in the short term. And so as interest rates hike, people are losing so much disposable income. Thank you all for this. We're at a racetrack, but good to have you. That is Scott Reed, Deb Hutton, and Jerry Agar coming up in the next hour. Free for all round two. Sinera Chaudhry, Robert Benzi, and Adam Vaughn is back to make some good trouble, as they used to say about uh, John Lewis in the United States. Catch the roundtable, round one at 745, round two at 845. Weekday mornings on More in the Morning. News Talk 1010 Toronto.